You've tuned in to Geek Elite Radio. Good luck. This is better than my imagination. This is more than a dream come true. Without the slightest bit of hesitation, I knew what I was meant to do. Welcome to the first episode of Standard Definition on the Geek Elite Radio Network. My name is Mitch, and with me is... Uh, my name is Aaron. And All right. Yeah, Mitch and I have been friends for... I don't know, what... Has it been like 10 years now? When did we start working? We started working together at uh, Circuit City. Circuit City, yes, people, was, that's right. Circuit City, if yes. you could believe, when those were still open, we worked at one together. Yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah. Been... I want to say that was like 2006 or 2007. Two... Yeah, it was 2006. Okay, because that's when Nacho Libre came out, and we were just <laughs> that's that's how we became friends. Because I was the only one in that whole store that liked Nacho Libre, and everybody was like, Ugh, "What? It's so stupid. Why do you even like that?" And then I, I'm walking down one of the aisles one day, and I hear, "I am a singing at the parties." And I was like, that's not the movie playing. And I walk down the aisle and I see Mitch like sweeping the floor and he's singing. And I'm like, oh, this guy is my new best friend. That would that sounds exactly like me. So I'm going to say, uh, yeah, that's how I remember it too. It was, you it know what's funny, funny is that actually when I first watched that movie, I was like, this isn't that funny. But like every time I've watched it, it's just gotten better and more hilarious and the lines are just great, so I don't yeah. know what it was with me that first time I watched it, but it was I, it's a great movie. Yeah, you just catch more and more stuff that you've missed the last <laughs> run through, and it's awesome. It's not sure! <laughs> yeah, we're, we wouldn't even we wouldn't even talk to each other like humans. We would just walk by each other in passing and just spout off a line from the movie. <laughs> Now I know that's definitely me because that's yeah. all I. That's how I talk all the time. Yeah, same here. So yeah, it's it's cool. So we've we've we hit it off pretty well, and we've, you know, we decided that we have a lot of, lot in common. We we're like, hey, we should start a podcast in like four, five, nine years. <laughs> nine years from now, we should definitely start a podcast. <laughs> so, so I think I think we're right on track. <laughs> Hopefully, and uh, I'm glad that we came up with this idea. So, standard definition is basically going to be a podcast where, since we're around roughly the same age, we're going to talk about movies and TV shows that came out in the late '80s, early '90s, when we were basically coming into our creative own and uh, you know thinking up things and watching things more critically, or just watching them for fun. Right. There was so much back then i mean i know i know television or i guess it's not really television because you could watch it anywhere 
besides your television, but media, um, shows, movies, and stuff nowadays, it's all, it's so on demand. You get that instant gratification. Uh, we didn't have that back then. So we were forced to basically watch the three, four networks that we had, unless you were rich enough to have cable, um, which we didn't. We had ABC, CBS, NBC, and Fox. Um, and we were stuck watching whatever shows were playing at the time. And we had to buy a TV guide to figure out what was going to be on. Otherwise, we would miss it because they would change They would change uh, show times occasionally and you tune in to watch The Simpsons one day and it'd be over. You'd end up, <laughs> you'd end up watching something else. And, yeah, That's right. So. Like, especially, like, I remember going around to newspaper... Uh, Op- uh, the 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 machines the newspaper um, uh, what, what, I don't know what those are called but anyways going okay, to find the Sunday newspaper to get the TV guides out of those yeah <laughs> I I didn't do that my dad my dad would actually send me to Seven Eleven uh, or the supermarket which was down the street with like two or three bucks just to buy a TV guide and that <laughs> thing was so thick and he would hoard that he wouldn't let us touch it he wouldn't let us read it until he read it first. I don't know if your parents or anything were anything like that, but my was dad he... was a hog when it came to the TV Guide. No, see, we, that's why that's why my parents sent me around to all the different newspaper stands to pick up several <laughs> TV right. Guide inserts that the newspaper printed up so that they could have one in their bedroom, there could be one in the living room, there could be one in the kitchen. <laughs> yep. And probably one that someone took to the bathroom every once in a while, you know? Just yeah. so that you knew what was going to be on when you were done using the bathroom. Exactly. <laughs> but luckily, we don't have to do that nowadays. But I I don't know if it's just nostalgia or what, but there's some type, there was some type of charm to just turning on the TV and not knowing what was on. And then just seeing, like, the outer limits and being like, holy crap, I'm going to watch the outer limits. Whereas now, as an adult, there's so many movies and TV shows on Netflix. And I can sit there with my cereal getting soggy, trying to figure out what I'm going to watch so I can sit, so I can actually eat and not stare at a blank screen and not find a damn thing. Isn't that the worst when you're trying to find something to watch and you have food right there, but you don't want to eat it because you want to find something to watch first? Yeah, we end up starving to death because you can't find anything to watch. And it's because we have so much to choose from. That's just the problem. Because it's not just Netflix. It's not just your TV. It's you have. You can go to Hulu. You can go to Amazon. You can watch uh, on, off a of Dish Network or DirecTV. You know, thousands upon thousands of channels. There's v- viewing for everything out there. You can watch. You can rent stuff off of iTunes. You know, there's and then yeah. there's all the deep web stuff. You know, like there's streaming and torrents and. Oh, it's just ridiculous. Sometimes I find myself just watching YouTube. No, yeah, we have we watch YouTube constantly. We just there's certain you know channels that I'm subscribed to that I'll just watch five minutes of this, five minutes of that, two minutes of this, three minutes of that. But yeah, nowadays it's like the kid in the candy store kind of thing. If you if you buy a kid a candy bar and you 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 know you take it back home to them. They're going to eat it. They're going to be happy and satisfied, and they're going to love you to pieces. You take the right. kid to a candy store. He's going to spend there. He's going to spend like an hour trying to figure out what candy he wants. <laughs> it's so true. And see, it like when I was a kid, 
I did a lot of appointment watching. Like, I knew at 8 o'clock on Monday nights, ALF was going to be on. I needed to get home, and I needed to watch ALF. Now, I can watch whatever I want, whenever I want. So there's no more appointment watching. Yeah, and it's... I don't know, I still don't feel satisfied. I don't feel as satisfied as I did back then. I mean, I could binge watch an entire season of whatever I want, and all it does is just take away half or of my entire, you know, Saturday or Sunday, and what have I done with my life? Whereas, you know, you, you're excited, you're at work, or you're at, no, you, when you're a kid, you're at school, and you're like, I can't wait to get home because I'm going to watch In Living Color tonight, it's a new episode, and then you watch that episode, and you're satisfied, you're like, oh, that was a great one, I cannot wait till next week to watch the newest one. <laughs> You know what I have to say though is like I think I don't know I don't know if nowadays makes it you have to be a better writer or a worse writer but like taking into account binge watching you know people have to be um, content with watching the show for 13 hours straight and people have the the writers have to write a show or you know they have to create a show that's going to keep people's attention for 13 hours straight and but also capture their attention in that first hour. Right, it's like to be successful. Yeah, it's like writing an extra long movie because you know someone's gonna watch it, you know, end to end to end to end. Just like every, okay, just like with Netflix, I absolutely love their model of, okay, Orange is the New Black, we start it today, all thirteen, fourteen episodes are available for streaming. But then, if you're a glutton and you watch every single episode in one sitting, you have to wait an entire year for it to come out again, which really sucks. So I try to pace myself. I mean, it doesn't take me necessarily 12, 13 weeks to watch an entire season. I might do it in about two or three weeks, but at least I feel like I've stretched it out somewhat to where it won't take as long. You know, instead of 52 weeks to wait, I only have to wait 49. <laughs> yeah, but see, now, then you have to take into account, like, uh, Spoiler etiquette, because if you don't watch the first the, or that whole thirteen episode run in the first weekend, now you got to you have to make sure you watch out what websites you go to online, what social media you go to, because then you're gonna get spoiled on what happened at the end. Yeah. I, me personally, I always I I almost always binge watch everything like within that first weekend. I wish I wish I can do that. I just, my my attention span isn't that isn't that strong. I mean, I think the the longest I think the longest uh, run I did on a TV show was The Office, uh, the U.S. version. I was sick at home from work, and I watched an entire I don't know two seasons of The Office, and I didn't get burned out on it or anything. But I think that's the longest I've gone. I just I think two whole seasons in one sitting, and man, I don't think I could do that again. <laughs> well, you know, it's a good show, so that I, I can understand that you went through two seasons in a weekend. So, yeah, and I watched it with my wife because she also stayed home sick that day. So we just we went to my office where I had a I had a futon at the time, and I just pulled out the futon and we just laid there with booger noses and watched The Office. <laughs> it sounds romantic to me, sir. Yeah, there was no romance whatsoever. <laughs> There's a lot of nose blowing and laughing, I assume. Yeah, it was. <laughs> so, what is it uh, that we plan on talking about today? Okay, so, well, 
we already we already talked about it, and the way that uh, standard definition is going to work is Mitch and I are going to agree to watch an old TV show, uh, probably a movie. One, those will come later. Um, it has to be 80s, early 90s um, t- a TV show or movie, and we have to watch the entire first season before we record anything. We can't talk to each other. We can text each other and be like, hey, what's up, whatever, but we can't we can't talk to each other about the show that we're watching until we record our sh- until we record our show. Um, so what we do is we pick a show, we watch the entire first season, and then we just take some notes. What like who was in it, what it's about, what we did, didn't like about it, if there was any plot holes, celebrity cameos. Like uh, my wife and I a couple weeks ago were watching an old episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark from Nickelodeon, and um, there was a young, <laughs> there was, you know, I think it was already, for, yeah, there was a young um, Ryan Gosling in it, and he must have been like 13 or 14, and I was like, babe, who is that? She's looking at him, she's like, I don't know, he looks familiar. I was like, that's Ryan Gosling. She's like, shut <laughs> up! So, yeah, so if we if we find any celebrity cameos from our old shows that we're like, oh my gosh, this person went on to do a lot of stuff, then that's what, that's another thing we're going to discuss. You know, we're going to discuss whether or not the show holds up. If you were to watch it now, um, you know, is there a lot of outdated stuff in it that just drives you nuts? Um, if you're, if we were to re, if they were to reboot, reboot the the show like they did with the Flash, uh, early '90s Flash, they rebooted it. Um, who who would play? Who who would the cast be? Who would play the lead actor, actress, whatever? Um, we're gonna talk about where the cast is now. What are they doing? If they're if they're still alive, if they're um, still acting, if they're still acting, what are they doing? Um, and whether or not we would recommend the show to to anyone, because we you know we seem to have enjoyed it when we were younger. So we'll see if anybody else would enjoy it as well. I was gonna say that should be that's gonna be another one of the qualifications for the shows or requirements for the show is that it has to be something that we watched when we were younger so right. that we could throw in that nostalgia factor, right? Yeah, if, if if it's something that we maybe caught an episode or two of, then we're probably not going to record a show on it because we really don't, we don't have the nostalgia, we don't have, we can't relate to, to it from when we were kids. But I know My Secret Identity uh, which is today's episode, by the way, if you listen to the, the uh, theme song in the beginning. Uh, My Secret Identity is a show that I didn't miss when I was a kid, and it was one of my favorites. And I recently found it, told Mitch about it, said, hey, this should be our first episode, and that's why we're recording this one. And you know what? It's <laughs> I know we're going to get into it a lot more in the episode or in the later or the part of the podcast, but... I remembered it, and I mean, there are some things that I remember differently, but it's still just as good as when I remember watching it as a kid. <laughs> yes, it's it's still good. I, I still I still like it. I still enjoy the acting, um, even though it wasn't all that great. I mean, what did Jerry O'Connell do right before this? I think he was only in Stand by Me. I'm not I'm not a hundred percent sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's, that's that's I mean that's his biggest credit at least. I mean he might have been a kid and something or you know whatever else. Which it is funny is funny is because 
uh, you know, and this is it, getting into that that first episode of the show. He looks a lot like how he looked in Stand by Me, but then yeah. they must have filmed the second episode much later because he had a growth spurt, got skinnier. At least, at least a year and a half later. <laughs> it was so funny. Yeah, the first the first episode, he he still he still resembled the bigger kid from Stand by Me. Just you could tell he was thinning out a little bit. He was starting to, you know. Start puberty, with, yeah, starting to hit puberty and drop all that uh, baby fat, whatever. But yeah, from the first seat, first episode to the second, the pilot to the second episode, it it must have been quite a while because he just he grew up like so much and just thinned out like crazy. <laughs> and then by the time they got to the last episode, which is episode twenty four, people, this is back when they had twenty four episodes a season. <laughs> yeah. Not like now when we get 13 or 14 episodes a season. Or 10 if you're watching, like, an HBO show. Right. <laughs> you get, like... Or or if it was a BBC show, you get, like, six episodes. Yeah, exactly. Or if you're watching Sherlock 3. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what else. Pull up my notes here. Okay, so... The cast... Uh, cast of the show is Jerry O'Connell. Um, he's the he's the lead in the show. He plays Andrew Clements, um, and I would say he probably is the one that goes on to uh, be the biggest star out of the cast. Oh, definitely. I honestly, of the other three top build people in the show, I have no idea what they're even, what they're doing. Well, I know that I've seen uh, the actor that plays uh, Doctor Jeffcoat, uh, Derek McGrath. I've seen him. And other things, and whenever I saw him, I always be like, "Hey, that's the scientist from My Secret Identity." And I'd say it to myself because no one else would know what the hell My Secret Identity is. Right. But, but I would always think that. And then when I went, when I was watching it this time around, I realized that I had seen the mother in other things before. Like, I, not that they were ever big, but I just always seen her. I'd seen her. I recognized her from other things, and I I couldn't tell you what they were. Yeah, honestly, I I'm I'm I am I'm looking up his IMDb right now. I can't. I don't honestly don't think I've seen him in anything else, and he he doesn't have a, a the long hair mullet thing anymore. Um, that's a good thing. <laughs> well, that was the that was the '90s, man. You know, mullets were everywhere. <laughs> and he's still alive, so that's a good thing. That's um, a good thing. Looks, looks like he played in Charlie Bartlett. Um, really? Yep, he played in Charlie Bartlett. I'm see if uh, I'm looking up uh, at the very top of his IMDb. It says what he's known for. Um, Doc is the first thing, which is a 2001 show with Billy Ray Cyrus. <laughs> oh wow, Billy Ray Cyrus TV show. I thought he was only ever in um, Hannah Montana, but I guess I'm nope. Wrong. He, I, I do remember that he had his own TV show for a while. I guess he played a doctor. I hope so. If it's a show named Doc, he's probably a country music singing doctor with a mullet, saving people's lives. Gosh, I'd... <laughs> what were they thinking? Um, see, my secret identity, obviously, which doesn't even—it doesn't even have a picture in IMDb. Which isn't which, that sad that there's that no cover sad. photo for my secret identity? That that kind of makes me really sad. Um, he was in Charlie Bartlett. Um, and I mean, yeah. that was three seasons. My Secret Identity was on for three seasons, which, you know, 
that's a pretty good run for most TV shows. Oh yeah, for back then. Um, for now. Yeah, even for now. Uh, but it was it, it was a lot harder for back then because you know people's like I said you had you people didn't really have cable too much. It was mostly just the four networks. So you know if you didn't want to watch My Secret Identity, you had the other stuff to watch, which was usually like bigger things to watch. Unlike nowadays, there's a lot of stuff you can watch, but you really have to you just you just go down there and pick it. So oh, that's true. And if if you didn't make it into one of the big four networks, you could go to one of the cable networks. And if you didn't make it there, you can go to Sony Online or you know you can. There's a lot of online networks that you can try and go to now. There's so many places that people can shop around TV shows. Right. Let's see here. Um, Jerry O'Connell. I'm sure if you're, I'm sure you've heard who Jerry O'Connell is. Oh, yeah, um, I think most, I mean, maybe most people might know by just by name, but once they see his face, they'll know, they'll definitely know who he is. Yeah, definitely. He was in Jerry Maguire. Um, yep, he was, in, he, he was the, he was the quarterback. Yeah, he was in, he was in another successful 90 show, Sliders. Um, I loved that show when it was on. <laughs> yeah, we should do an, we should do an episode of Sliders one time, sometime. Yes, because the first season of that show was amazing. After that, though, the show kind of goes downhill. Yeah, after that, it was it was a little bad. Yeah, because um, they they tried to do this whole, you know, com or like a common enemy instead of being a, a show where they go on a different adventure every week. They decided to make it, hey, we're gonna make a enemy go out go throughout the whole season. Right. Um, yeah. He was in one of my one of my favorite '90s movies, Joe's Apartment. He played Joe. <laughs> Joe's a party, which started out as just a sketch. I yeah, believe, right? I think it was on. Was it just uh, an MTV thing, or like a bumper, or was it like on from Liquid Television? I don't remember. I think it was. Yeah, it was Liquid Television. It was just like a three-minute like video. It's just the guy who had a lot of cockroaches in his apartment. Yeah, and it never even showed the cockroaches. It would just be like you know, like a diaper on the ground that would just shake and move while, while you know, you hear a voice talking or hear, like, you see, like, spaghetti <laughs> on a plate and it would just be moving and jumping around and, you like, you know, kind of giving you the impression that there's bugs in it. Like, um, right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but they made a movie. Yeah, they made a movie. Um, let's see, the, the mom and the sister, I've never seen the mom in anything else, and if I had, I don't remember. And I didn't do enough research on her or the sister to really, you know, really talk about them. Yeah, like I said, I remember, I think going back and watching it, I realized that I'd seen the mom in some stuff before, but it's nothing that I, I could tell you off the top of my head nor felt like going and researching myself. Right. All right, so now, now this part where we talk about what the show is about. So basically, the show is about a kid who's really into comic books, comic books and superheroes, and there, I can already relate to the kid at this point, and accidentally walks into his neighbor's basement, and right, and his neighbor, being Dr. Jeffcoat, is a scientist, inventor, always coming up with new inventions and, and uh, scientific theory. He walks into the, to the guy's basement, trips over something, sets something off, and a beam of light hits him from a device that Dr. Jeffcoat's working on, and now the kid has superpowers. A kid who reads comic books finally gets gets superpowers. So yeah, his, his mind is about to be blown. 
yeah, and he he wakes up um, floating above his bed and can't get down. And instead of I don't I don't know about you, but the part, the part that got me was he's floating above his bed. He's trying to push himself down from the light fixture on the ceiling. And when his mom is coming up, she's right by his bedroom door. And she's like, hey, come downstairs. And he's like, I'll be right down, you know, whatever. If that were me, I would have been like, mom, I'm stuck to the ceiling. You know, I, would, <laughs> I wouldn't have hid it from my parents. I would have freaked the hell out and just everybody would have known. Exactly. You just would tell everybody when you start to fly. But they're like, Mom, come in here. What's wrong with me? I need to go to the hospital. <laughs> no one told me this was going to be a part of puberty. <laughs> since since when do I start floating and attaching myself to the ceiling? <laughs> That's so. Let's talk about the the powers that he got. He got he got. It's like flight, but it's also kind of just hovering. It's floating. I mean, he, it's floating. Yeah, basically, because yeah. he. Which this is the part that I didn't remember that he needed to use aerosol cans to move. Yeah, he uses them like. Like the like retro rockets on a like on a space shuttle or something, which you know I know we're gonna discuss plot holes. Let's go <laughs> ahead and start talking about this. Um, one of his powers is the ability to float. He's lighter than air, so he he pulls out these little um, aerosol cans of like deodorant or whatever, sprays them, and in the opposite of direction where he's spraying, that's where he floats. What I understand is that would make him incredibly light. So there's episodes where he's, like, holding people down or, like, trying to climb a ladder or doing things like that. He would just fly away just by the (laughs) sheer strength of just, like, pushing himself up on something. I just had to assume that he has to think about it. Once he starts thinking about being lighter than the air, then he becomes lighter than the air. It's kind of like Kitty Pride, you know. He's He can manipulate his uh, density like that. Okay, I, I never thought of it that way, but... Yeah, there was, there's times I'm watching it and I'm like, this this is stupid, I don't... So he, I, has, he has a floating ability, or, you know, making himself less dense so that he can float on the air. He also has super speed. Yeah, he has super speed, which which is pretty cool. Um, he's melted quite a few pairs of shoes in the <laughs> first season that, that we watched. Um, he joined, joined the track team and, you know, was kicking butt, um, you know, beating the... Uh, beating the track star and ended up, you know, I, I know we, we should call it spoiler alert, but the show is, <laughs> the show is almost 30 years old. So if you haven't seen it by now, <laughs> 30 uh, years old. Yeah. It's like 28 years old, something like that. So if do you, do you think that Jerry O'Connell, when he was making this show 30, almost 30 years ago, that he, that two guys would be sitting <laughs> at different houses talking about it over the internet which he wouldn't even know what the internet was probably no but i think talking he, I about think his he show did. oh I think he, he exactly, knew exactly what was going on <laughs> i think i think he he didn't do it for the money he did it so he could be on this this episode of the podcast well i hope that he is on social media and this makes it to him because then his mind is gonna be blown <laughs> no definitely and I think once we post this, we should tweet him. We should tweet him the link and just have him listen to it. Oh, I yeah, doubt definitely. I, I mean, I've I've only ever had one celebrity respond to me on Twitter, um, which totally blew my mind. And ever since then, it's just, you know, all my tweets just evaporate into the ether. But still, it's it's fun to try every now and then. I don't think I've ever gotten a celebrity to respond to my tweet before. I... 
I tweeted Paul F. Tompkins, and I was like, hey, you're awesome. You're my favorite comedian. And he retweeted me back. He was like, thanks, Aaron. And I showed my wife. I was like, oh, Paul F. Tompkins. He said thanks, and he typed my name. He, like, he physically used his phone or his computer and type, saw how my name was spelled, typed it, set, hit the button, and sent it to me. He took his time out of his busy day to do that for me, and that, that was awesome. The closest I ever got to having a celebrity tweet at me or retweet me was I was watching The Warriors one time, and I really liked that movie. So this I, I tweeted out that I was watching Warriors, and it was I was really digging it. And Ajax was my favorite character, played by the cool James Remar. And basically, what had happened was I think James Remar publicist <laughs> like retweeted it and said. Like something about watching the Warriors. Like it was, I was like, oh, well, at least someone recognized me, but it wasn't actually James Rebar. It was his publicist, his PR team. That sucks. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I don't, I don't, I, I, I follow a lot of celebrities and I, I try to interact, but I like just, you know, listening to what they have to say and stuff too. So that's cool. That's cool. And I mean, oh, a little bit off topic. I, I don't have to tell you this um, but we are going to go off on some tangents every now and then because that's the that's the whole point about being nostalgic about a show that we watched when we were younger is just you know going off the little tangents and stuff and you usually do that with your friends when you talk to them anyway so you know I consider oh most definitely yeah so you know if, if you're listening to this consider consider we consider you a friend of the show so hope you don't mind that we're going to go off on tangents every now and then because we're totally going to exactly it's like it's like we're having a group conversation just you guys don't get to chime in so just remember you know follow our our train of thought and how we go down the rabbit hole when we're talking about one thing and journey further down and tangent off of everything else yeah and once we get enough people i mean crap it even if we get one listener that listener you know is more than welcome to send us messages, send us ideas for shows that, you know, they watched when they were kids. Maybe maybe we watched the same thing. We could totally, you know, do an episode based on what um, what our listeners recommend. And that's that's what I that's what I hope to have happen sometime in the future. Just you know, if it gets really if it gets really crazy popular, which, you know, you never know, um, then we could have like a voting system. Like whoever whoever requested the most or the, you know, the show that has the most requests or whatever, the, that'll be the one that we decide to do. Or, you know, we could just throw a dart at the wall and whichever, whichever one it sticks to, that'll be the show that we'd end up doing. You know, who knows? <laughs> I think, I think it'd be fun to have um, audience participation, you know, let us know what they want to hear, what they want us to uh, talk about on our show. And, you know, just, we can read, mail you know later on we're not going to read any mail now because i don't have any mail i have a yeah we definitely don't have any mail yet <laughs> but i think i think it would be fun I, I would like to have some type of audience interaction well i do want to say if we only get one listener i want to say thank you to my mom because she really supports me <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much mitch's mom you're the you're the greatest and if you have any show ideas uh, well, I don't think we would have watched any of the shows that she watched as a kid. I mean, it's, she's from Thailand, so it's going to be a lot of weird stuff that we never heard of. Oh, okay. Well, And MASH. And MASH. 
Mash is great. Man, I, I never liked Mash. Well, I don't know why. I I wouldn't watch it now. I wouldn't I wouldn't consciously turn it on. But when I was younger, my parents watched it a lot. So I kind of dug it just because there was like I said, there was nothing really much if if you have the only TV in the house and you're watching Mash and you happen to be a parent, your kids are watching Mash too. That's exactly true. <laughs> Whatever they're watching is what I'm watching. Yeah, they watched a lot of that crap. They watched Mash. They watched Quincy. They watched Barney Miller. <laughs> they watched Welcome Back, Cotter. <laughs> it's like when I try to show my kids shows that I watch nowadays, they're they're probably feeling the same way I we felt back then. Probably. Which makes me feel sad. And old. I don't know. I, I don't know if you're this way, but I like. Okay, do you remember when we were young and you went to go watch something? You 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 ran and got in front of the TV <laughs> and you went to go watch something. And all of a sudden, you heard the, the national anthem and it's a presidential speech day, <laughs> and you had no idea it was gonna happen. And then you're just like, oh man, the president is talking and my show is not gonna be on. But now. I I make it a point to go and watch the presidential speeches. I don't know why. See, well, I do know why. I'm an adult. <laughs> when I was a kid, um, I didn't really make it a. I I didn't really care about the presidential speeches. But when I was ten years old, ten or eleven years old, that's when uh, Desert Storm was happening, and mm-hmm. I would come home from school and instead of getting to watch Animaniacs or Tailspin or anything that I watched, it was just all news footage and coverage of, you know, Saddam Hussein, and it it sucked. It was a nightmare. I mean, yeah, nowadays, as an adult, I I still don't have cable. I've cut the cord. I only have Netflix and Hulu and and whatnot. I mean, I still still listen to talk radio. I I still listen to news radio to get my news, and I get on, you know, Google News and look at the world stuff before I um, before I check out the tech technology section and everything, but yeah, I mean, when I was a kid, um, really the only time I heard the uh, national anthem was before a ball game because I didn't watch I didn't watch sports when I was a kid, but my dad did, so which means that I had to watch sports or go play outside, um, either before a, a sports game or before the channels uh, went off the air at night. Remember when channels would do that? Oh my god, when channels went off the air. And that was terrifying. <laughs> that was terrifying. I remember being a kid, being like six or seven years old, and my parents didn't give a crap about leaving the TV on all night. So they would fall asleep in the living room with the TV on, and I would fall asleep in the living room. And, you know, we just do the whole family thing where we're watching our, our primetime TV shows, and then we'd fall asleep watching TV. Of course, I would... Never fail, wake up in the middle of the night as the national anthem is playing. And as soon as it, it stopped and it cut to static, I, it would scare the crap out of me because I watched Poltergeist as a kid. Because my <laughs> because I had good parents who let me watch Poltergeist as a kid. <laughs> so yeah, I hated the national anthem when I was a kid. Not because I'm not because I'm unpatriotic. I love my country. I love the national anthem. Anthem. But when I was a child, I knew that following the national anthem was either static or a baseball game. <laughs> That's true. 
<laughs> and you knew what came next. The ghost, the poltergeist came next. That's what came the right poltergeist, after. Poltergeist or or the nineteen nineties <laughs> giants. San Francisco Giants. <laughs> okay, so getting back on getting track. Getting back on track. He had, <laughs> my secret, he had super speed. My secret identity. His third power was that his skin was virtually impenetrable. Um, there was, I believe it was episode one, where Dr. Jeff Coat um, tried to take a blood sample from Andrew. It was either episode one or two. Tried to take a blood sample, and as soon as he put the needle to his arm, the needle bent. And... That was, I thought that was pretty cool, you know, a little effect that they had on the show. And I was like, oh, cool. He's, what they should have done, they should have given him, like, some type of super strength or something. Because being fast is awesome. Being able to float is awesome. And having impenetrable skin is cool. But if you're, if you have the strength of a 12-year-old kid, or however old he was in the show, you're really not going to do much damage. Right, Someone exactly. Could hold, but I think so a, a bad guy could just put your arms behind your back and hold you down with his knee, and you're subdued. <laughs> That's true. But I think when uh, I think they started using his, I think they started using his invulnerability a little bit more because there's a episode where um, uh, a guy is going around robbing everywhere, and uh, he is running away after he robs a radio DJ of a thousand dollars and. And uh, Andrew just sits there, plants his feet, and puts his arm out, and the guy runs right into his arm. So for a normal 12-year-old kid, that would knock him over, maybe break his arm. But they, I think they made it so that he was – his invulnerability made it so that he was also uh, unmovable. Yeah, and I believe that was the scene where he clotheslined that dude where I was like, if Andrew is lighter than air, why didn't he go flying into the freaking atmosphere or the stratosphere <laughs> whatever? <laughs> See, I think that just leads more to the fact that his uh, he has the ability to change his density. Okay. He's not he's not invulnerable. He can make himself as thick as rock. Okay, it makes a, or it makes a lot more air. sense now. So, <laughs> come on, where's Doctor Jeff Code? He should have been able to figure this out. Well, I mean, does Derek McGrath have a Twitter? <laughs> we could ask him. <laughs> We could. We we should we, we could figure that out, find out, but I, I'm gonna say he might not have a Twitter. Okay. <laughs> so I I mean yeah, I was think I thought that was weird that they didn't give him super strength, but he makes a comment about that in the first episode too. He's, he says, you know, they I didn't get super strength, but invulnerability is still pretty cool. Yeah, it is. And I mean I, to me I would I would to me if I ever wanted to get a super uh, if I ever wanted to get a superpower, I would definitely want to get super speed. That's the the power that I have always super had. speed? Yeah, because you could do so much with it. Yeah, see, that and that's awesome. I think super speed is cool, but to me, if I had to pick between one of those, um, I would probably pick the invulnerability because I there's a lot of things that I'm afraid of as an adult. I don't. I'm not a fan of roller coasters. I'm not a fan. Of, I'm not a <laughs> Neither fan. Neither am I. I'm not a fan of heights. Um, I don't like sharks. <laughs> <laughs> if I if I was in, impenetrable, if my skin was impenetrable, or if I you know was invulnerable to harm, I'd have no reason to fear any of that stuff. You fly off a roller That's coaster, true. you'd be the only survivor, most likely. You know, a shark would <laughs> uh, break all of his teeth if he tried to bite you. You know, you fall off you fall off a yep. building, you'd you'd probably leave but a crater you... in the ground. 
you know, who knows? I, th- I, I think that would be a really cool because you wouldn't have to live in fear. I don't, I'm not saying I live in fear, um, but. <laughs> oh, come on. We know you live in a padded room. You never leave and you're afraid of you're going to hurt yourself anytime you walk out. There. I don't, I don't use straws in fear that I might accidentally poke my, it might go up my nose and I'd get a bloody nose <laughs> and it wouldn't stop ever. No. Um, but see, you see, you can, you can survive all those things with super speed too. If you were falling out of a plane, you could use your, you could like, like twirl your arms fast enough so that you created a wind to cushion your fall. If you get uh, a shark, you can get away from a shark faster if you had super speed. Yeah. Oh, and you know we're talking about um, we're talking about his uh, his on, on the subject of super speed. Another plot hole that has to do with his super speed on the first episode when Doctor Jeffcoat was. I guess he was thirsty. I don't remember how it came up. He, was, he said he was parched or something. Andrew took off running into the other room, and a split second later, he came back with a big glass of orange juice. He was like, how, how'd you do this? And he said, I opened up the orange juice. I, op- I opened up the concentrated <laughs> orange juice. I poured it into a glass. I added water. There's no way he did that that fast. I mean, he could move that fast, but... You know, certain liquids and stuff still have to conform to, you know, the rules of physics. There's, there's no way he can even just pour a glass of orange juice from a carton that fast. He, he would have to have had a glass of orange juice pre-made and grab it off the counter and bring it in. But also, if he was moving that fast, unless he had his hand over the top of the glass, he would have lost it all in the hallway. <laughs> this is true. I mean, uh, it's not. I, I, I guess you could say it's a plot hole, yes. But you know, there's also if you were to follow comic book theory, if uh, you know, you when at moving at super speed, you create a bubble around you that helps protect anything inside your bubble. So, I mean, just like if the Superman was actually pick grabbing someone at super speed as they were falling off a building, and more than likely break their neck or cut them into two. They pieces. would liquefy. Yeah, I guess I guess you're right. So, I don't know. It's it's just it's just fun to think of stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I wouldn't really call it a plot hole. It's more of a more of a Man, that wouldn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> it's can I stretch my disbelief that far? Right. So, so also, uh, I like how in the show, Andrew being a uh, like comic book geek, basically, he talks about both sides, like both DC and Marvel. There's not a lot of times when uh, a show is talking about comic book characters where they're actually referring to. Marvel characters and DC characters, you know, like usually it's one or the other. Yeah, and um, a lot of shows even now don't even don't even acknowledge the existence of DC or Marvel. They usually have their own, you know, comic book um, company that's made up specifically for the show, you know, just so they don't piss off the fanboys or whatever. But yeah, it is. <laughs> He talks about DC and Marvel. He talks about Spider-Man. He talks about Batman and Superman, and I, I think it's pretty cool. And then the, there's also an episode where it's it's the last episode of the season of season one where uh, 
uh, he, for some reason, this kid Andrew is friends with a lot of adult men. I don't know why. I think it's because he doesn't have a father, so he tends to go out and looking for father figures. Maybe. But that could that could be a totally different show if it was in the it was in the wrong hands. <laughs> but this adult, this guy opens up his own comic book store, and you see issues of GI Joe, you know, Captain America, Thor, Superman, all these different uh comic books and i have to say uh in that episode they quite mistreat some of these comic books they're leaning on them and it almost crushed my heart when i watched them like not being careful with these books oh i know that's but but for that issue that episode they also do create their own comic book character it's a uh captain noble which they don't, I don't think they ever really show any artwork, but it's a it's a comic book that uh, Andrew wants to sell in the comic book store. It's not one that he created, but it it is one that's worth money. It's rare, apparently. Right. So, but yeah, I like I like that. I like that they talk about you know he talks about on the show stuff that we can relate to. You know, Marvel, DC. I know when I was a kid, I had a lot of debates with my friends. You know, during recess, what was better, Marvel or DC? And I mean, even as an adult, I <laughs> I still talk about that kind of stuff, and I'm not going to get into it right now. That's for that's for a different different show, but that's a different show, a different podcast, a different decade because it takes a long time to make that discussion. It does. It does. <laughs> wow. Anyway, um, so did did you like the show? You know what. I did. I think going back, I still like the show. And you know, for being a 1989, 1990 show, the graphics aren't that bad. Right. The the I I mean, I watched an episode of Sliders, which came out seven years after this show, and a lot of the special effects look atrocious. But I mean, for something back in 1988, when he's running, and you see like the the speed trails coming off of them and stuff. And, you know, when you see him flying in the air and it, it's not, it doesn't look terrible. It actually looks, it looks fairly decent. Yeah. Like when he's doing his floating ability, it's not, it doesn't really look bad. It looks pretty, it felt, it looks like it's filmed pretty good, except for when he goes too high and you can see that he's obviously in front of a, a green screen or something. And it, it looks a little cheesy then, but like when he's just, you know, ten feet up or whatever. He it doesn't look bad. His running ability, you're right. It it it's it's just it's blurry and it's it's okay for, you know, that back then. So I this I think to me the show it does hold up and like there's a lot of uh, like, Jerry O'Connell's timing is, is really good for the show, for being a kid actor. Yeah, he was he was really good and he was. He was one of the reasons why I liked the show so much because I did remember him from Stand By Me. Um, you know, I shouldn't have been watching that movie when I was a kid. Um, I, w- I certainly wouldn't let my kids watch it right now just because of all the foul language and stuff. You know, my kids are, you know, 9 and 12 years old. and um, But, I mean, I was like, hey, that's the kid from Stand By Me. And, you know, let's see what he's doing. And, of course, when you're a kid and you see a TV show about a kid that has powers, you're all over it because you, you wouldn't, when I was a kid, I wanted to have some of those abilities so bad that. Oh, 
as an adult, I want to have superpowers. I took a job working for the government, hoping that I'd get picked for an experiment to get superpowers. How is that? How is it working for you? It hasn't worked yet. I can't believe it. I keep telling them, hey, whenever you want to do this experiment where I get hit with gamma rays, I would totally do it. I want superpowers. No one's ever given me superpowers, though. Hopefully someday you'll get some. <laughs> but, but yeah, I, I liked I liked the show, too, and I, I still like it. My wife doesn't like it because in order to do research for this episode, I... I did have to watch it, and then I didn't always have access to my laptop. You know, I was it was my turn to play Couch Commando, so I was like, hey, guess what? We're going to watch about two or three episodes of My Secret Identity, and my wife just was, Ugh. you know, as soon as... <laughs> and I assume she didn't watch it when she was a kid. Oh, yeah, and as, as soon as, you know, the first episode ended uh, that I was watching that day, <laughs> as soon as the credits finished, and I started watching the next one, and this theme song started, I would get the, you know, and I would just say, well, you know, I have to watch the shows that you watch and I don't like, so you're going to have to deal with it because I'm, I'm doing, re- I'm doing this for research. Speaking of the theme song, this is still back in the day when they, they had theme songs made for TV shows. Yeah. Instead of taking a song that's already popular and then making that the theme song, or a lot of shows don't even have theme songs anymore. They just have theme music, this show, which is just... Yeah, that's true. Yeah, like The Walking yeah. Dead, just, you know, Bear McCreary just, you know, does his thing, and, um, you know, Breaking Bad just has that six-second theme song. You know, Heroes didn't even have a theme song. <laughs> it had, like, three notes on a piano. Um, but, <laughs> well, but when you hear them... Lost like, had just the one note. What was that? I said Lost just had the one note. Yeah, Lost just had the one. But yeah, back then, it was you had TV shows that actually had were written specifically for the show, like Family Matters and Full House and Step by Step, and <laughs> and they had the title of the show mixed in with the lyrics, and it was it's it's great. It's so cheesy. It's great. It's cheesy and fun. And uh, my wife will walk around, you know, doing stuff around the house and singing My Secret Identity, and I just laugh at her, and she's like, I hate you. (laughs) I like that at the end of the theme song, it mixes in the fictional, like, uh, superhero name that he gave himself of Ultraman. Ultraman. (laughs) Yeah. Like, he goes through a few names first, being like, oh, no, that one's taken. No, that one's not good. And then he, he settles on Ultraman. Isn't Ultraman taken? Isn't that, like, a Japanese character? Yes, I believe it is. Yeah, okay. But I, I'm guessing back in 1988, they, they were thinking about Japanese superheroes. Probably not. So, but, yeah, it is, it's a fun theme song. I, I liked the show. I still like the show. Um, And, I mean... What I I think I think it holds up and it is something that if you wanted to show your kids you could they could laugh at it and they'd understand the jokes and it it you know and you know what this is a really a TV show that's ahead of its time because look at where we're at now superhero movies comic book movies are the thing they are comic book TV shows are the thing they're making money this is about a kid who reads comic books and gets superpowers right like when when heroes came out 
I'm talking about Heroes again. When Heroes came out, I loved it. It was my favorite show. Then the seasons, each season, because I think the writers strike or whatever, they just started to turn terrible. But I mean, when I first started watching that show, I was like, wow, this is this is awesome. It's it's normal people that have different powers and they're doing different things. And I thought it was so cool. It kind of made me think of, hey, I remember watching my secret identity when I was a kid about a kid that had powers and stuff. And, you know, it's 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 really it's really cool. It's really cool to have. We'll see the TV shows like that's that. like the thing was like what made this one different too was because whenever you had a show where a kid gets superpowers or a guy gets superpowers, it was always his friend who had already read all the comic books. So the person that reads the comic books and knows about superhero stuff never is the one that gets the powers until this show. This show, the kid who reads the comic books gets the powers, and you get to see this is the fulfillment, the dream for every kid that reads comic books. Oh yeah, he's like. Like, you know, I've been such a huge fan of comic books my entire life. I finally have superpowers. I know what to do. I'm calling myself Power Man, and I'm going to fight crime. I'm going to fight evil. He had, he, he already exactly. had his plan set. <laughs> Whereas in the other show, the kid's always like, oh man, I have these powers. They're such a curse. I can't believe it. They're ruining my life. I don't know what to do. Yeah. I and I just want to punch them in the head. <laughs> okay, so uh, celebrity cameos. Um, I went. We, you know, we only watched the first season, and since I didn't watch the other two seasons, since I haven't seen them since I was a kid, I really don't remember a lot of the celebrity cameos. So I did have to cheat and IMDb it. But um, did you know that a young Nev Campbell played a student at? Uh, I Andrew's high school. I didn't know this until you uh, you had pointed it out to me, and I was like, I could not believe it. Yeah, it's I I didn't see that episode. Now I have to find exactly which episode it is, so I can so I can pull it up and watch it. But yeah, she she went on to to do her thing in the mid '90s and early 2000s. She was in Scream and stuff, and uh, I thought I thought that was pretty cool yeah. that. You know, this could have been one of her first things. I didn't actually look it up to see if this was her first thing, but yeah, she just played a she just played a nobody student in you know, in Andrew's school. Yeah, I was gonna say she's she's credited as student, so I wonder if it's literally like her walking by or something or like, you know, if she actually has any lines. I guess if you're credited you probably have to have some lines, they just didn't give her a name. Probably. You know what? I'm gonna look it up right now and I am gonna see if this was her first role, I mean, it might have been, it might not have been, but it's funny because if you think about it, Nev Campbell, you know, famous for the Scream movies, she did Scream Two. Jerry O'Connell was in Scream Two as her boyfriend. Okay, well, uh, yeah, exactly. That's awesome. I just thought of that. Yeah, I, just, I, I, I didn't think of it, but now that you say so, now that you say that, holy crap, that's true. So I wonder if on the set of Scream 2 they had, they did some reminiscing about their days on the set of My Secret Identity. She's like, remember when I played <laughs> and how the, that conversation went? Remember when I played the student in the pirate pirate radio episode of My Secret Identity, and he was like, "I'm sorry, I don't speak to extras. Please go get me a coffee." <laughs> She's like, "I'm the star of the movie," and he's like, "Oh yeah, I forgot where I was." <laughs> Oh, I forgot that I'm not that big of a star anymore. I forgot that you're the leading person in this movie, and I'm just a boyfriend. 
<laughs> but yeah, oh, okay. So according to IMDb, this was her first um, television show. Uh, I'm gonna check Wikipedia because you know that's a useful source of information. Nobody can. It, it very reliable. It's extremely reliable. <laughs> I recommend it to all kids doing their homework everywhere. <laughs> As you should just go on there, copy, paste. No teacher ever figures that trick no, out. Ever. Teachers don't have internet. <laughs> All right, let's see. Career. Boop. Click on that. Let me see. I know this is very fun to listen to, everybody. Um, yeah, obviously, you know, you wanted to listen to us go on the internet to look up other actors. Okay, so I'm looking up her filmography. Bios. The first movie that she was in was called The Dark. Uh, and she and her role I've was never Officer heard of Jesse Donovan in 1993. Her first television role was in 1991, and she was in an uncredited episode of the sh- of My Secret Identity. Uh, the show was episode was called Pirate Radio. So yeah, this looks like it was her first thing. I mean, she may have she yeah, may have been well, in commercials or whatever, but uh, this is her first uh, on screen appearance uh, in an actual show or movie. And then she goes on to be in Wild Things. And then she does. And then, what has she what has she been doing lately? I have I have no idea. I want to say that I saw her in something not too long ago. Oh, hey! I want to say it was a TV show. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, that was it. it was a, I think I saw her in a TV show or something. I know she did Scream Four. That was probably within the last six years, right? Yeah, um, she was in a couple episodes of Grey's Anatomy. Um, she was in. Wow, this is like a lot of stuff I've never heard of. Um, she was in uh, an episode next year of uh, House of Cards. So that's oh really? Yeah, that's, that's cool. She plays good. Uh, she plays in Chapter Forty. Yeah, that hasn't aired yet, I guess, because it says two thousand sixteen. But that's cool. That'll be look. I'm looking forward to uh, seeing that. So the other two. Celebrity cameos I saw that you, you brought up. One was Fred Willard, and I know who Fred Willard is. Oh, I love Fred Willard. Uh, oh, yeah, very funny man. Yeah, he played Ray Bennett. I don't know which episode that was in, because we didn't get to that one either. It was in the later seasons. But it's nice It's nice to see Fred Willard and stuff. Anything he's in is great. I loved him in Roseanne. Um, he was great in Anchorman. Fred Willard, he could do no wrong. And he's in like every Christopher Guest movie. He's usually pretty funny in that in those. Yeah. Like uh Best in Show and stuff like that. Um I in like lately I think the most I see him in is in Modern Family. He plays Phil's dad. That's a show I haven't even seen yet. You know, I didn't I didn't watch it when it was first run, but like anytime you turn on USA if you still have cable or whatever you know they're usually rerunning episodes of modern family <laughs> right <laughs> so that's where i've seen them a lot lately now the other name that you pulled up i i didn't know who that was and i'm glad that you put into uh context who he really is because i wouldn't have known unless you said otherwise yeah uh mr tory spelling himself dean mcdermott he plays someone named roger <laughs> which also, you know, again, didn't see that episode, um, but I'm sure he was fine in it. I don't really recall seeing him in much else um, because he's not really a celebrity that's on my radar. But I saw the name, saw you know that he's 
Tori Spelling's husband and was like, oh, he was in my secret identity. No. <laughs> I promise Perfect. next episode we're gonna have a we're gonna have a lot more research done. I just barely finished the season today. So yeah, same here. I just finished watching like the last two episodes before we turned we we logged okay, on. Good. So so yeah, definitely next episode. I promise it'll be a lot better. Than this. We'll we'll have more. You of know our what? I, I I believe these people want to go down this memory lane with us too. When we're remembering it, they're remembering it, and it's it's all a journey that we're doing together. Yeah. Just like the magic school bus. Do you remember that? I do. We all take the the adventure together. <laughs> Let's see here. All right. So, um, does the show hold up? I like I was saying earlier. I. Th- I think it does. Like for the most part, the idea, the way they executed it, it does hold up. The dialogue is cheesy, but that's how a lot of sitcoms in the 80s and 90s were. So that part could be better, but I think for the most part the show's it does hold up. I think I think it does too. There's not there's not a whole lot of 80s or 90s jargon and stuff that just you really don't understand, you know, in today's you know, today's age that, you know, that would make it not hold up. Um, I, I think it, I think it holds up quite well. I mean, besides the theme song, I don't, the theme song, the theme song (laughs) should be left in the eighties. (laughs) That's, I think that's the only thing that doesn't hold up in the show. But I mean, people people still read comics. Uh, People still love comic book stuff. Uh, you know, like you and I were talking about wanting to have powers, you know, definitely. We were kids, we wanted to have powers. We were adults, we wanted to have powers. So, yeah, I definitely think the show totally holds up. I think one of the funny things, though, like the one of the things that doesn't hold up or is, is completely funny to look at back now or look back at now mm-hmm. is that uh, Dr. Jeffcoat is constantly talking about be environmentally friendly and trying to save the earth or he's trying to come up with something to to help the the planet and stuff like that but yet the kid who can float uses aerosol cans to to (laughs) go everywhere so the cfcs are totally destroying the ozone layer were they were they aware of cfcs back 88 probably not as uh aware of it as we are now okay okay so that's why I'm saying I don't. It's funny that you know, <laughs> that's the part that really keeps getting to me. Like, because every time the kid, for some reason, he always has aerosol cans in his pockets of his either jeans or his Letterman jacket. He just pulls them out, <laughs> ready to go. He's like a Highlander with the Highlander sword. You know, like, he can always pull that sword out from wherever he wants. This kid pulls out aerosol cans, whether it's deodorant or spray paint or whatever. Okay, here's a question. If they were to reboot the show, who who do you think would the cast could be? Who would you like the cast to be? I think like it's it's really hard to come up with uh, to, to cast kid like act kid actors because there's there are so many of them and I don't tend to watch a lot of kid shows now as an adult. So I think if you just picked some kid off of the Disney Channel or Nickelodeon, one of those, you know, where they have a lot of teen programming or preteen programming, it'd probably work out best. You know, there could even be an open casting call and discover some new kid because I, I just don't think that uh, asking me to, to cast uh, a kid for this show as the lead would do justice. 
And I 100% agree that that was actually going to be my answer. So I'm glad we I'm glad we agree on that uh, because like like you said, we're adults. We don't really watch kids shows. I mean, I have kids who watch the kids shows, but while they're watching their shows, I'm usually on my phone because I don't care about iCarly. I don't care about Jesse. I don't care about you know. <laughs> I don't care about those kids. I do you not care about a dog with a blog. <laughs> I do not. And I don't ever want to hear, I don't want to ever hear the name of that show again because that was ridiculous. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. I think I heard it on the radio, like them well, talking no, my, about it. My youngest was like, "Dad, can I go to dogwithablog.com? And I'm like, "No, you cannot." <laughs> <laughs> Those words cannot be uttered in my household or on my computer. So, <laughs> dogs cannot have blogs. Period. The end. Done. Um, Okay, uh, Dr. Jeffcoat. Um, I think if they were to reboot it, I know this sounds, this you're probably just going to be like, what? Whatever, but I I think I think Brian Cranston would make an awesome Jeffcoat. <laughs> I like it. I like it. It'd be kind of Walter White and Malcolm's dad rolled into one. <laughs> yeah. If if he if he was uh if he didn't play it as serious as um uh, Derek McGrath, because Derek McGrath, he he wasn't very he wasn't too playful in the show. At least in the first season, he may have lightened up in the later seasons. Um, you know, just like with The Office, the first the first season with Michael Scott, he he wasn't as fun and and as adorable and likable as he was in the later seasons. The first season, oh, no. he was, I I didn't like him at all. Definitely, but, that's um, the. No, you got yep. yeah. My, um, Michael Scott was the supposed to be like if you take the formula from the British, the UK version of the show. Michael Scott's the boss, and he's the one that's supposed to be hated or not so much hated, but you know you can't really stand. But you know Steve Carell changed it so that he you, you start to like him. So mm-hmm. then the that that role got pushed over to Dwight's character, and you know you're not supposed to like him. But then people start warming up to Dwight, so then you have Andy Bernard's character <laughs> that you're not supposed to like. Honestly, I never warmed up to Andy. He sang too much. He got on my nerves. <laughs> well, see, there you go. So, uh, they, I think the formula worked for you then. They, they they kept pushing it off to the next person not to like, not yeah, to warm definitely. up to. But, I mean, if, I think if, if Cranston played it kind of like, uh, you know, the brilliance of Walter White with the playful and silliness of... Um, Malcolm's dad of Hal. I like it. That's I think that's that's that'd be a great combination. See now uh, the funny. It's funny that you brought up The Office because I think that Rain Wilson would have made a good uh, Doctor Jeff Coat because like he's kooky enough that he would be coming up with these uh, weird inventions and stuff. But then he'd also he knows how to he knows how to do that deadpan serious face like with almost disgust that you don't know what he's talking about. You know, I I can I can totally see that. I can totally see that. I think I think that would be cool. I think that'd be cool to see uh, Ray Wilson as Doctor Jeffcoat. See here. What about the mom and the sister? They they really didn't play too much of a part um, on the show. They were just kind of like background background characters, kind of like yeah. Uh, Exactly. I don't think it's too important to recast those two characters. They're 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 more just coming in to uh, be 
either set pieces or um, uh, obstacles since they don't know about his secret and you know to set things up so it's 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 more important to recast the two the main star and his his main co-star you know because dr jeff code's pretty much in every episode with andrew clemens you know yeah she's the the mom and the sister they pretty much play the uh um like the filler just they're just there for support you don't really care about them you know you they could not be in an episode and you wouldn't even miss them. Kind of like, kind of like the younger sister on family matters. The one that ended up <laughs> going to do porn. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. There you go. So yeah, it, it's not, it's, it's not important who we recast as them. So yeah, I don't, I don't think so either, but I think Jeff coat and I think Jeff coat would be cool as a, with, um, Rain Wilson or, um, Brian Cranston. That'd be fun. Okay, and then where are they now? Obviously, think... Jerry O'Connell has been doing quite a lot. Um, I haven't seen him on anything recently. I like I said, I don't have cable, so I don't watch a lot of commercials. If unless an ad pops up on YouTube or something, or if I see something on a billboard or whatever, I don't really know a whole lot about what's coming out or who's in what. But um, I know that he's still actively. I know that he's still active. Um, he married uh, Rebecca Romaine. Yeah, uh, he did. Yeah, yes, that's pretty awesome. I know. I know. A, a couple seasons ago, he had a show on CBS with uh, Tony Shalhoub. Where they were both like uh, newly divorced or divorced men, like getting back on the the scene or whatever, you know. Right. And and uh, before that, he tried to do. Well, they did a. Uh, reboot of the Munsters, and he played. Uh, he played Herman Munster. Herman Munster, that's right, the dad. That's right. I remember that. Um, I, I had Hulu at the. T- uh, I, I remember when I was when I first got Hulu, and my wife was just so opposed to watching that. I, I don't mind reboots as long as you do it right. But this, I don't know. That show didn't really do the Munsters justice, so. Yeah, after the first episode, my wife was like, "No, nope, uh, this show well, they, is, this show is dead." They only, to me. Yeah, they only had the one episode. It was it was supposed to be just a it was like a Halloween uh, episode movie kind of thing. I think it was they were testing the waters to see if some, anybody wanted it, and it just really didn't do as well as they expected it was going to do. So nothing oh, ever happened. It was, to it. It was like a, yeah, it was just a one episode uh, oh. Halloween special thing. Oh, so then I didn't miss anything. No. Not like I care. <laughs> I, I I enjoyed it. I thought I thought the idea of it was good to. Yeah, it, it was. I, I'm like it you. was definitely I don't, entertaining. I don't, I'm okay with reboots. I think you know it's not really good. to me. It doesn't hurt because I always have the original if I really want to go back and watch it. And if they mm-hmm. if the reboot is good, then hey, I get more content. Definitely, and I I I I was entertained. It entertained me, but. Using the monster's name, I don't know. If if it it didn't hurt the old one, but it really didn't have much to do with the old one. So like if they if they had uh, rebooted it and called it something completely different, I think it would have done well because as far as the show was concerned, I I liked I liked what I saw. But because I compared it to the monsters, that's why I didn't want to watch any more of it. Fair enough. I I understand that. Just like the RoboCop reboot, 
I liked it a lot. I I highly enjoyed it. But maybe you should have called it something else instead of RoboCop. I think I would have enjoyed it a lot more because I'm constantly comparing it to RoboCop, and you can't compare anything to RoboCop. <laughs> you know, I, I I liked the reboot too, and I thought it was I thought it was a it was a good movie in itself. Uh, that's one one other thing is I do like reboots, but I wish that instead of we did so many reboots, we just did a continuation of the story. Like, right. like I, I don't know if you saw the new Vacation movie. Instead of not. just, instead of just rebooting it, they they made it so that it was the son, uh, Rusty, older, and, and you know he's taking his family. And I thought that was great. I thought you know keeping with the legacy that they've already had cemented in the Hollywood mythos. You know, they went along with the story. They made it so that the the kids grew up and their families are are doing stuff. So. I, re- I prefer it when they do stuff like that. Like, if they were able to do a continuation of Ferris Bueller where, you know, his kids are ditching school or him and, you know, Cameron are ditching work for the day, I think that would be the best way to do it. I think I think that would be awesome. Instead of um, remaking it so that you have a new Ferris trying to get out of school now, which I don't know how that would work with cell phones and, and social media and stuff. Yeah, you'll, you'll be caught in no time. Last question is... Would you recommend this show to anybody else? If somebody hasn't seen it, would you recommend they watch something new, like, I don't know, Heroes or something like that? Or would you rather say, hey, you know, there's a show that I used to watch when I was younger. You might get a kick out of it. See, I think I would go about it the other way around. I would say if I saw someone talking about Heroes or they, I knew they watched Heroes, or if they were just talking about how much of a fan of Jerry O'Connell's they would, I would, I would recommend it to them. Like... I don't know if I would just cold recommend this to people because it's hard to recommend shows from your past or movies from your past to people that haven't seen it because, you know, it, the nostalgia is playing into it a lot. Right. <laughs> but uh, I, I, if they already showed some type of interest, I, I would be like, hey, you should really check this out. And, I, you know, I'd have to agree. If somebody was really into, you know, heroes – or, you know, comic shows and stuff and was kind of burnt on the stuff that they've already watched or if they've binge-watched everything that they could have possibly watched, I would say, hey, if you want to... If you still want to watch something that, you know, kind of along the same lines, you should check out My Secret Identity. It has Jerry O'Connell Definitely in Definitely check out My Secret Identity. <laughs> you know, the fat kid from Stand By Me? Yeah, remember remember Kush from... Uh, uh, Jerry, O'Con- uh, Jerry O'Connell, uh, not Jerry O'Connell, uh, Jerry Maguire. See, two Jerry names. <laughs> no, 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 not not Chris, not Chris O'Donnell, but Jerry O'Connell. Jerry O'Connell, not Chris O'Donnell. <laughs> yeah. Jerry Maguire. <laughs> so, I think I so we definitely recommend. I think it. that's where, yeah, exactly. I think that's where we're at right now. Okay, so anyway, that's. That's the end of our show. That's the end of our inaugural episode of our standard definition podcast. I think it went yeah, okay. People, that's how. I think that's it. Did, I think it went great, and I think people, that's how it's going to go for most of the time when when we record the show. And so, if you have ideas of shows you want us to take a look at or movies you want us to take a look at, you should uh, get in contact with us. So, there's many ways that you can do it. We have an email. It's sdpodcast at geekeliteradio.com um, you can contact us on our uh, Geek Elite Radio Facebook page 
or Twitter is at Geek Elite Radio. Yeah, multiple. There's multiple ways, so you have no excuse. Um, and you should definitely stop by our website, geekeliteradio.com, because we post up articles and links to other things, and anything that you want to geek out about is going to be there, or you can become a contributor to. Correct. Please tell your friends. You know, we're, we're trying. We're trying to grow the Geek Elite family. That's right. Our community is going to grow as much as we possibly can. So share this with as many people as you want and, you know, uh, tell people to download it off iTunes or just give us a five-star rating. Even if you don't even like us that much, just give us that five-star rating. But um, also I would like to say that next, starting probably the next episode, the audio quality is going to be quite a bit better because currently I am using some gaming, a gaming headset. Um, I don't, I don't quite have a podcast mic yet, um, but I will by the next recording. And uh, we did have a little audio technical difficulties. You know, we had a laptop shut down in the middle of it, you know, a little while earlier. I'm not going to say who's. Um, <laughs> uh, I think he's talking about me. <laughs> yeah. But we, we, we yeah, seemed that, to. That was scary. Yeah, but we, we did seem to recover um, what we had already like recorded. So if. If it sounds if it sounds a little tinny or or whatever, give us give us a give us another chance. Well, I'm sure uh, I'm sure it'll sound a lot better next time. We, it can only get better from here. I mean, this is our first exactly, episode. people. We're we're only getting better from this point. So once we once we finally get into the flow, then you know, then it'll be a lot better. <laughs> All right, enough of uh, trying to. Uh, make up excuses. We're we're good. I think I think we did a great job. So, uh, do we have a topic for the next episode already? Um, I have a couple in mind. Uh, the original Flash TV series, uh, TV show, um, from I believe it was 1989 or 1990, that I remember watching when I was a kid. I I loved it, and I think that would be fun to do. Um, or I also liked um, Out of This World, that show with Evie, the little the girl that's half alien and she could freeze time and stuff. And that was that was such a fun show. I I watched that religiously. Oh, I I did too. I, I did as well. I think it's funny that <laughs> we've had so many shows that are about superpowers already. Then. <laughs> oh yeah, I hadn't even I hadn't even thought about that. <laughs> but I think what we should do then, since you have two very good options, we should throw it up on our Facebook page and see what other people think we should do for the next episode. Yeah, let's just let's put a poll of what what shows, you know, we'll we'll put a list of the ones that we're thinking of, and then whatever gets the most votes. That's the that's the episode that we'll do. Uh, that's the show we'll do next episode. And if we don't, but and we if we don't get any votes, or, we actually do have to watch these episodes. Yeah, <laughs> before we can record. Yeah. So, please, if as soon as this thing goes up, we're gonna we're gonna post the poll on the web, on the website and on the Facebook page. Um, so we'll give it like twenty four or forty eight hours because I would like to record next week and. I don't, we we need time to watch our show. 
I was going to say, I think this one might be uh, every two-week show okay. to record. But I, I would like to do it every week, but I think just because we actually have to watch the first season and we both do work and have lives, yeah. <laughs> we're, it, it might have to be an every two-week show. Okay. I mean, it's we're whether it's one every week or every two weeks or every three weeks, we will try to keep it consistent. That way... You know, it, let's say it does always get released every other Saturday or every third Saturday. We'll make sure that it does always get released that at that time. So that way on, on Sunday, schedule, on, yes. yeah, that way on Sunday evening or you know uh, uh, Saturday evening or Sunday morning, if somebody is looking forward to the next episode, um, it'll be available for them. I don't want to let anybody. Down. That's right. <laughs> we're not. We're gonna. We're not gonna let you down. So, anyway, this is uh, this is go for it. <laughs> this is Mitch. Uh, if you want to find me, I'm at agent underscore of the underscore bat on Twitter, and my co-host is uh, Aaron Berrigan. Last, uh, my first name is spelled incorrectly. It's A R R O N. Um, so if you want to reach me, I'm on Twitter. I don't check it very much so if you do tweet me it'll probably be four or five months until i realize it uh but i'm at aaron berrigan b-a-r-r-a-g-a-n um or you could find me on facebook i'm the same name um or you could just message me on uh the geeklyradio.com or email us through sd pod sd podcast at geeklyradio.com but don't worry, folks. I'm gonna get him to use his Twitter more often. You 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 say that you could, you try, but <laughs> well, thank well. I'm gonna sign us off saying thank you for listening to Standard Definition on Geek Elite Radio Networks. Thank you. Have a good night. We now return you to your regularly scheduled program.